0: Hey, hey, it's JJ. This is the Sportatorium. We are live here in the Lone Star State. We have lots to talk about and a little humble brag here. I'd like to go ahead and throw this out. I was right about the Dallas Mavericks. Um, The last show we did, I think they were on a two-game losing streak. And uh, they came back and they won the next three. Told y'all they wouldn't lose more than two in a row. They play tonight. They play against a very talented team in the Sacramento Kings. Um, And it's, it's slated to be a good game. In fact, two of the next three they have to play are on the road. And they'll be in California. And the third of which... Okay, so they play... Tonight, they play a tomorrow, and then they play a Thursday. One in Sacramento, one in Golden State. Thursday in Detroit, before coming home on the 1st of May. Holy cow, this year is going by real quick. And they're going to play Washington on the 1st, and then on the 2nd, Sacramento at home. Followed by, on the 4th, at Miami Heat. Then the Nets at home. And then Cleveland at home. Before going to Cleveland on the 9th to play them again. On the 11th, they'll play the, Gri- the Grizzlies of Memphis. Uh, Wednesday, they'll play New Orleans. Toronto on the 14th. And on the 16th, they will be at Minnesota. So... Of those games, they have one, two, three, four, five, six at home. The rest of them will be on the road, and I don't foresee them losing any more than two games in a row again, I don't know what it is about this team, but I feel like they're uh right where they're supposed to be at least. I don't hold too much weight on uh rankings before the playoffs. I really don't. And um, right now they're 7th. We'll throw that out there. Is it 7th? It is. Aha. It's 6th. My bad. They are ranked 6th. Above them are the LA Lakers and Nuggets. At number 3 is the Clippers. Phoenix is number 2. And the Utah Jazz is number 1. And that's quite a conference there. Uh, The Mavericks are doing just fine at number six. Yeah, I'm going to correct myself and and apologize for that. They are at six. They were at seventh the last time I looked. And I was under the weather, so uh, I didn't do a show. Following the interview I did with DJ EJ, uh, I hurt my arm, so um, (laughs) it was hard to do much of anything. Um, but yeah, that's, that's the Mavericks slate of schedule for the, the next few weeks or days, however you want to say it. Um, tell you what, looking at the Detroit and then back-to-back LA Lakers games, they put up a hundred plus points on... All three of those. Um, and then prior to that they lost to the Sacramento Kings one hundred twenty one to one hundred seven. Yeah, that, that's the last time I did a show. That's right. Um they'll play tonight at nine. I'm not sure if that's ESPN time or local time. And then eight thirty against Golden State on Tuesday. This I can't complain. Um, the Mavericks have a very winnable bunch of games. Um, I didn't realize that they would probably beat the LA Lakers as bad as they did, but they, they do have a winnable uh, bunch of games ahead of them and I look forward to them. And looking at the stats here, I have noticed that Doncic is still leading the way. For the most part, Porzingis as well. But Powell has stepped up. He stepped up the last game on the twenty fourth. So, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna wager a guess on who steps up for the Mavs. But I, I will say that they have to have all hands on deck to beat Sacramento. Um, Sacramento, by the way, is, I think. Are they ahead of them in the standings? Uh, Sacramento is below them in the standings. Okay, so that yeah, that that also makes it a very important game against them. Um, they're gonna need all hands on deck. Uh, do they go above sixth? I don't know. But hey, anything's possible. Yeah, you're listening to me going, what is he talking about? I don't know, man. I'm just hoping that the Mavericks uh, make it to the playoffs in style. They're top six right now in the conference. That's awesome. Uh, Lakers are ahead of them by, looks like, one and a half. Uh, The Nuggets, five-ish. It would just be nice to see them rank a little bit higher than sixth. But, again, as I just said, it's it's not really much of a difference because you can find your momentum and then, boom, you're in the finals or conference finals or whatever. They have the talent to do big things. Uh, they have proven it, and it's, it's good to see them heating up. Like I said, they won their last three, which is good to see. They'll play again, as I said, Today and tomorrow, that's going to be a fun, fun couple of nights to report to you, uh, and I will report them to you. Um, and look at these San Antonio Spurs too; uh, they're they're in the hunt of the playoffs. And as I've said, I, I just want to see all the Texas teams do well. Looks like uh, the Spurs are trying to make that happen for me. Anyways, um, that is the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, not much else to report on that. So. How about this? The Texas Rangers fall to the Chicago White Sox 8-4. to four. And that is, <laughs> they doubled up on them. Ouch. They doubled up on them in a big way, didn't they? Dang, man. I'm not all about it. Uh, stats. I am looking for the team's standings. Uh, as I do this show, pretty unprofessional, but hey, oh well. The AL West, the Rangers, are now 9-13. and And they sit bottom of the barrel with the Astros ahead of them, Angels ahead of them. Mariners and Athletics. Ew I don't know what's happening there. But that is a severe disappointment, if you ask me. I was just talking about watching them a few shows ago. Um Yeah, I can't even make heads or tails of this. I don't know if they're known for losing back to back to back games. But um I'll tell you what, if they dig deep they uh, tighten their bootstraps. They might make uh, make a good run. Let's see their schedule here. Uh, do 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 do. They play the Angels tonight. They play the Angels tomorrow. And they play the Angels on Wednesday. Is that right? all of which are home games here in Arlington. So that's an important stretch for the Rangers um, to at least try and catch up to the Angels. Um, then they'll play a Boston after that. Two games. Oh, I just realized it's a five-game homestand. Right on. Look at this. They lost... One, two, three games to the White Sox before taking two of three against the Angels before that. Okay, so things are looking up for the Rangers. Um, Let's go to May. In May, they'll play Boston on the first and the second. And then they have four games, all at Minnesota. And then... Oof. One, two, three against the Mariners. And then two more against San Francisco. Man, they don't get a break on this stretch. It looks like they only have one or two days off between these games. Dude, this is nuts. Now I remember why. (laughs) Now I remember why I'm not a big baseball fan. There's so many games in so many days. And they don't get much of a day off. And I don't know if that's. The uh, pandemic haunting every sport known to men. Or if that's actual baseball. That is nutty. You know, maybe... uh, Maybe that's part of the reason why they're not doing so hot. They need a break. I don't know what you do in that case, man. um, Golly. That is a lot of baseball in so many days. And now that I uh, now that I look at that, I kind of feel bad for him, and I want to watch them just to see how they do. God, that's awful. Um, yeah, I don't know. I got nothing, but I know this: I'm happy to be behind the mic again. My arms feeling better. I think I uh, hurt my shoulder when I was doing this workout thing I do, and uh, yeah. So that's the baseball. That's the uh, Mavs talk. Uh, got a little bit of Dallas Cowboys football talk coming to you. Whole lot of Dallas Stars, Texas Stars, maybe even out americans uh, Because they're hockey in Texas. So hey, why not? And, uh, yeah. I guess that'll be the show. But anyway, I hope you guys had a great weekend. I know I did. It was... Uh, spent recuperating from my shoulder as I said so uh yeah we're about to go to a commercial break and when we do we'll come back we'll talk a little bit of football we'll talk a little bit of hockey after that so if you made it through this first segment where I'm just kind of like uh struggling with stuff to talk about uh, thank you for taking part and I'll talk to you in a bit. <laughs> so the Dallas Cowboys are inching ever so close to the NFL draft. And, you know, they're at the 10th slot in the draft. And they have so many positions of weakness on defense that it's, it's really hard to predict what they're going to do with it. Do they go uh, linebacker, defensive line, safety even? You know, what do they do? Um, it, it sucks to see them in shambles like that. But they are. And so many players have left. So many players have been just cast aside and thrown away and what have you. Um, it, it brings them into a position that they may have to depend on youth more than they have in a long time. And, you know, you might get a guy like, um, you might get a guy that stands out like DeMarcus Ware did at one point. Uh, you might not. But you have to go for that guy. And uh, the thing is, at least in my estimation, if you trade up for the draft, you're going to have to trade up using picks. And that's going to hurt you in future drafts. So what do you do? Um, Do you trade up to get a specific player and just hope for the best? Or do you stick it out right where you are? I would stick it out. Because you might get a guy like Sertan that falls to you. You might get a guy like... um, Travon Mearing, mooring, out of TCU. I don't know how to say his name. Um, uh, but that that would help at safety. I mean, he could be something big. Do you get Kyle Pitts? No, I don't think you get pa- uh, Pitts. I don't even think he's gonna fall to the Cowboys if you want to get. Real technical about it, tight end is just not a point of weakness as much as people want it to be. Your weakest is um, defense. Your weakest is trying to turn or get a turnover. Your, Your weakness is stopping the run, stopping the pass. It's stopping, period. You know, the Cowboys just couldn't do that last year. And that may be why so many people bolted on them. They left. Uh, Maybe it was coaching. Maybe it was just that uh, they didn't want to be there anymore. Maybe it was just the two sides couldn't agree. All the above factored into they just sucked. You know? Um, What else can you say? Uh, Would I overhaul the defense? I think they are anyway in a roundabout way, uh, and that's fine. I am going to eat my words in front of you guys and say that maybe youth is the way to go because, number one, they're unproven, even though I don't like it. Um, they might be hungry, hungry enough to do something huge and prove themselves, whereas the guys that are established are. Established and they got their money and they're just going to do what they do. Um, yeah. Maybe youth movement on the Cowboys defense is not a bad idea. The hungrier the player, the better. Um, and you got to have players that fit with the system. You got to have players that fit with the coaching. You got to have players that maybe even know the coaches. That would be a big, big benefit too. And that might be what the Cowboys are missing. You got to have the players that fit where they're going to fit and make an impact. Uh, Obviously, they didn't have them last year. And even more honestly, you can't really blame that on Dak being hurt. Dak can only control the offense. Dak can try to lead the team with his words, but... Somebody else has to step up. Somebody else has to take that next man up mentality. And, you know, that's that's really what they were lacking on offense and defense. Uh, C.D. Lamb, for me, Michael Gallup, um, and Zeke, those were the three players that I honestly remember anchoring the team. And Amari Cooper, of course, but... You know, other than that, the Cowboys floundered, and it was all without Dak. So, you know, if you can have a youngster come in from the draft and fill a leadership role, grab the brass ring, as some people say, you know, you might you might find the, the quick change that you need on the Cowboys. Um... Somebody like Tank Lawrence can fire up the defense, but imagine somebody like Tank Lawrence next to somebody that with the same mentality, you know? Um, they have to be open to learn and open to criticism, constructive or otherwise, and be ready to roll. And maybe youth is the way to go for that very reason because they're not established. Um, anyways, I would go with somebody like Sertan or the kid out of TCU that I mentioned a little bit earlier. Um, yeah, because well, you need somebody to either get the ball or get the quarterback and the Cowboys haven't had that in a long time. As I've said before, they haven't had it since DeMarcus Ware. And that could be all the Cowboys are missing. That's the crazy thing. You know, um, I, I remember watching games last year where the Cowboys were just flat out beat. Like, it didn't matter what kind of play it was run, they could be burnt pretty good. I don't know if that was being hungry. I don't know if it's the lack of skill. I don't know what it was. But, you know, the youth movement may be the way to go for that speed, hunger, skill. And I'm ready for it. Um, Mike McCarthy is a good coach. And yeah, he, he was fired for a reason, sure. But he also made an impact on the Green Bay Packers. Um, everybody remembers them going to the Super Bowl here in Dallas. And when we saw that, when I say we, and I mean fans, but when fans saw the, the hire, we, a lot of us started drooling because, you know, he, he can do big things with, um, When it counts. And he doesn't need a bunch of big-name players to do it. That's the thing. And his name alone can draw big-name players. Anyways, I don't know. I'm excited about Cowboys football. I'm excited about the draft. I'm not on the inside, so I couldn't give you even a lick of who they might draft. I can tell you I hope they go straight defense. And... Maybe an edge rusher, an edge rusher, edge, eh, edge rusher first and foremost, and then a cornerback or safety. You know, I, I'm happy with both. Just get the dang ball, get the ding ball or get the quarterback. That's all there is to it. And um, yeah, do the Cowboys go any more than eight and eight? I doubt it, but I don't know. Uh they gotta have the right mix of uh the right faces in the right places. And they could. They very well could. Things are looking up for the Cowboys. Um you know, they've got the defensive coaching improved a little bit. They've got homegrown talent. I'm looking forward to seeing what Jalen Smith can do, to tell you the truth. Tyrone Crawford will be missed. That is a fact, Jack. But I think if they believe in themselves, I don't think they need a whole bunch of big-name players. I don't think they need a whole bunch of big-name players at all. They need themselves. They need to be reassured their role on the team. And they need confidence. And it all starts with coaching. It all starts with their own mentality. It all starts with... A go-getter type attitude. And I sound like I'm preaching. I just realized. But you know it's true. Um, Maybe it doesn't matter. Who is on the field. Maybe it doesn't matter if they're a rookie. Or a 10 year vet. They just have to believe they can do it. They just have to go out there and do it. You know. Um, At this point. I am ready to see. Anything. Happen. Because. That that first year under the new coach, McCarthy, left a bitter taste in my mouth. You know, they were supposed to be so much better and they were hyped up to be so much better by the media. And that goes down and so did the team. Makes no sense. I mean, it does, but it doesn't. Like, why is your team one player? It shouldn't be that way. And so, with that, what do they do? How can they improve the coaching? How can they Im- improve the team chemistry? Tim- team chemistry is big. And prior to the, the last season, you know, you would look on social media and you would see guys like DeMarcus Lawrence and player XYZ, and they would call themselves the hot boys, and they would hang out with each other. That might be what they're missing. Um, that might be what it takes to build this team back up. (sighs) I don't foresee this team being that bad, but I also don't see them being paper champions like the media really hypes them to be. It's terrible. They type, they hype them up like this every year too. And uh, I, I just hope they just let them be, you know, relax a little bit, let them be what they're going to be, and enjoy the show. Um, Looking forward to Dak, looking forward to Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, CeeDee Lamb, all of them. Hoping they have a better season and hoping that the coaching staff works a little, little better under Mike McCarthy because it all plays as a factor. You can't all blame it on the players, but the players are the ones doing the execution and you know that a good gm and owner would do whatever it takes to make sure that there is no issue getting the players um what they need so with that you know i'm i'm just going to say it, it might be a fun season I really hope it is. I think they'll be improved. I think Dak should not be written off. Uh, But I will say this: I also think that you might not see him run as hard and as fast as he did. And then again, you might because what about the offensive line? See, there's so many questions for this freaking team. How are you going to hype them? I'm not hyped at all. I, I'm scared. I'm scared for Dak. I'm scared for that O-line being able to withstand the pressure of all the defenses. And I'm scared for the defense. The team sucked last year. Expectations are low. I'm going to be that guy. I'm going to be brutally honest with you. And that, my friends, is my Dallas Cowboys ranting, rambling, pre-draft talk. I don't care who the defense goes after, or the, the Cowboys go after and on the defensive side. I just want them to do something better. And, you know, I don't know if going out and just grabbing the best player available is going to do it, unless you plan on trading them for something. Um... Tired of seeing the cowboys flop, and there's a lot of people that will agree with me. I mean, let's get one thing straight. I do have a lot of Cowboys merchandise, but you know it's time they they start acting like the Dallas Cowboys, like everybody believes them to be That's it. That's my rambling. coming back from commercial, I'll talk some Dallas stars. Some Texas Stars, and then that'll be that. If you made it this far, thanks for uh, listening. I'll be right back. 12-15-2. Is that right? For the Texas Stars. Yeah, 12-15-2, 29 games. Three of their next games are going to be against the Cleveland Monsters, who are third in the conference. 25 points, 11-6-3-0 is their record. 25 points, 20 games. Texas Stars, 26 points in 29 games. Um, that spells utter disaster for me because, look, if you look at the standings, third and fourth are going to be, the third and fourth team, sorry, are going to be your next two games for the Texas Stars. Um... I believe that's a possible 12 points. And that could derail both teams a little bit. Oh no, I I ran right past the Grand Rapids Griffins. Oops. They need to lose a few too. But Cleveland is number two in the Central Division. The Wild are number four. Texas is number five. So... They're going to have to win and get all those possible points. All of them. And Cleveland is going to have to probably lose out. I'm not quite sure. Grand Rapids is going to have to hit a speed bump as well. In order for the Texas Stars just to make it into the top two. I don't think they're going to catch Chicago. I just stuttered. Then again, they might. But, um, yeah. Things aren't looking very good for the Texas Stars. Um, I mean, what can you say, though? Maybe, just maybe, we'll have a normal season next year. God, I hope so. Um, but then again, due to the pandemic delaying the start of this season. Uh, what are they going to have to do to have the regular familiar start of the AHL and NHL season? You know, 56 games is a lot of games and very few days. You know, it's a compact schedule. Um, I'm not quite familiar with the AHL schedule. I believe it might be 56 games as well. It's definitely... Less than what they normally play. That is a fact. And so... It can be very tiring. I know as a fan, it's hard to keep up. I know as a writer, it's hard to keep up. So I can only imagine what the players are feeling. But for the the Texas Stars, I believe they're on their way to something good if they can find a way to beat Cleveland. And the Iowa Wild. I mean... I hope, anyway. Ugh. What a nightmare of a season. What a nightmare. Let's look at the player stats. Oh, if you look at the stats... You have Jason Robertson in point. Is this last season? What did I just get into? Jason Robertson plays for the Dallas Stars, not Texas Stars now. There we go. Adam Macherin has 29 points. daimiani the rookie, has 27. Baptiste has 20. Cole Schneider has 20. Anthony Lu- Luis has 18. Thomas Harley has 16. 16 points for the rookie. He's got a long way to go before he catches the other rookie in Damian- Damiani. Is that how you say his name? Um, Thomas Shoal, Adam Seale in net for the Texas Stars with Colton Point. Yeah. You guys are going, what the heck is he talking about? I'm just trying to figure out how they can figure out how to win. Um, I've got nothing. I'm scared for him. I really am. Because... You uh you need the all hands on deck for the AHL team so that they uh can prove themselves and be ready for the NHL when that time comes. And you know, I'm looking at this the schedule and the um the results and I'm seeing a team that knows how to fight for where they need to be. I will say that. They've had a little bit of bad luck lately against San Jose. But that 7-2 to two or whatever it was against them prior to that little losing streak speaks volumes to me. They know how to score. And uh, the future of the Dallas Stars, at the very least, looks bright. Because a lot of those people may end up on the big league roster here pretty soon. And with the fourth line being the way it is and with the uncertainty of the season, we'll say, because they they have uh, injuries and, and whatnot on the Dallas Stars. You never know who you'll see on that team. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm hopeful, though. I believe they can do it. As I said, I'm not quite sure if the end of the schedule here is the end of the season for them, or not? But I believe they can they can pull through. We'll see. Uh, much like the Dallas Stars, you know they the Texas Stars are very much in the thick of it, at least in my mind. And big hopes. Big hopes, big hopes. Um, I'm looking at this. I'm looking at all the players, and I'll be quite honest with you. If you don't understand or if you don't know how it works, um, at least in my mind, um, you have to have a team that is willing to fight or uh, willing to score at all costs to... To get to where you want it to be. Um, The Texas Stars. Have been a pretty good team. As of late. You know they're middle of the pack. In the standings it looks like. Or maybe a little bit above middle of the pack. Um, Depends on your viewpoint. And what that signifies to me is. That. The Dallas Stars will be okay. Now, um, it's good to have people that grind. It's good to have people that score. It's good to have durable people down there. Because in the big leagues, things do happen. Injuries, what have you. And while it's impossible to have the best AHL team in the land for year after year after year uh, they, they should have a decent one so that you know the Dallas Stars have a good crop of talent to fall back on in case something happens um, again it's impossible to be the top of the top of the heap constantly so you know they have to learn how to work around that as well um I mean that's all I got for you. Um important stretch of games for the Texas Stars, really important. And you know their their playoff life might depend on it. We shall see. Actually, I'm curious now. We are going to look. And see. How many games will be played? Oh yeah, by the way. 28 teams uh, participated in this season. There are some that did not participate. Um. Yeah, so it's been crazy. Um, With that, I would say that... uh, Yeah, I'll just go ahead and say it. It, I'm happy with the progress of the Texas Stars during the um, the season. Because it's been a wonky season. There hasn't been any... At least that I know of any announcement on the requirements to make the postseason. So it looks to me like the the Texas Stars are right in the thick of it. Um, now that could change any day now, and it probably has. But you know they're at least they're uh, they're consistent, kind of like the Dallas Stars. They're either consistently good or consistently bad. I guess that runs in the family, huh? Um. Anyway, we're going to talk a little bit of Dallas Stars coming up, and with that, after that, we'll probably end the show. Um, let's see if I can find some hockey news um, before... We get to the NHL. Uh, and then after that will be the end of the show. All right. Now there's no. Uh oh. Oh. April 16th. There's been rumors swirling that Binghamton. Um may move putting its future in doubt. Um now I can't speak for the fans in that area. But uh yeah. Utica Devils, Binghamton Devils. Um Trademark was filed is this old? <laughs> That's not old. What in the world is going on? What in the world is going on? Oh, the Utica comments might become the Utica Devils. Okay. So, uh, that explains why... The... Binghamton... Wow, this is so confusing. Uh, Utica Devils might become a thing. Bingham- Binghamton may not be a thing after a while. Uh, that's interesting. I don't know what's going on with this, but I'm going to have to read up on that and tell you what what's up. Um, oh yeah, and by the way, Fred Brathwaite Suited up as an emergency backup goalie for the Hendersonville Cinder Knight, uh, Silver Knight. Sorry, that's a tongue twister for me. Um, and he's in his forties. That's pretty crazy. He didn't have to see the ice, though. Thankfully, um, or at least for him, thankfully. But that's pretty cool. Uh, I I wondered what happened to him after his playing days were up. I learned that he went overseas to finish up his career. And then ended up with the Vegas Golden Knights organization coaching. It's pretty neat. Um, Yeah, I did search a little bit for that. I was reaching because I knew there was more hockey news in the AHL. So uh, that's why I struggled just a little bit. That's pretty cool, though. Fred Brathwaite is still lingering around the hockey world. Um, The Devils might move. Or their future is in doubt, one or the other. That's going to be an interesting story unfolding. Uh, With that, we're going to talk Dallas Stars hockey after this break. Something I do know a little bit more about. And then we'll end the show. If you made it this far, you know that I appreciate you listening. I'll be right back. Dallas Stars find themselves in a position where they have two games in hand over the Nashville Predators and they're two points behind them for the final playoff spot. Ain't that something? Now, for me, you know, that I I have I have my doubts because when it comes to them being uh, under fire. <laughs> they either really do well or they don't do well at all. Now I realize that's an oxymoron sort of situation or a contradictory, whatever you want to say, but when they're feeling it, they're feeling it. And when they're not, they're not. Um, everybody remembers that the, the stars in Nashville had that bloody affair in the very beginning of the season. Uh, We can't really forget that. That was just absolutely brutal. Um, But the stars have changed since then. Um, And I think they might be building back to it. But it, it still leaves a little bit to be desired. Now, as I said, there is two games in hand. The Stars had a nice little showing in Detroit, or yeah, in Detroit and against Detroit, they beat they beat them the last four games. They have two games back-to-back, tonight and tomorrow, home in Dallas against the Carolina Hurricanes, and then against Tampa. and then against Nashville back in Florida so they're going from Nashville to Florida to Tampa and then to Chicago to finish out the season. Um Carolina on the other hand has Dallas, Detroit, Columbus, 3 against Chicago. And two against Nashville. Nashville, two against Florida, one against Dallas, two against Columbus, in Columbus. And then, as I said, they finished the season against Carolina. The ball is very much in the Dallas Stars' court, or maybe the puck is very much in their ice, their. Zone, whatever you want to call it. Did I just create a hockey pun? <laughs> yeah. um, they have Dennis Garanoff heating up just the right time. They have Jason Robertson, who I struggled with a little bit earlier in the show. I was kind of confused, not realizing that the stats were from last year that I started to read. Because Jason Robertson has been up with the Dallas Stars quite a bit. And he's made a name for himself. Um the Texas Stars might have needed him, but I think the Dallas Stars needed him a little bit more. And you know, he's heating up at just the right time. Um he's doing fairly good things. He's up with um Caprizov for the rookie of the year. Calder trophy. Uh and you know, for me, he's been the the talk of the town, if you will the the face of the franchise, even over the captain Jamie Ben uh yeah, I went there. He's been pretty hot he's had his name in the points one way or another in a bunch of games recently, actually most of the games recently, and um he he brings a little bit of hunger to the team. He brings a little bit of uh, youth. And I think maybe regardless of how this season ends, he's going to be a big part of it. He's going to be a big part of the success or failure, whatever you want to call it. Um, I think he's also cementing himself as maybe a mainstay on the roster. I would love to see it. You know, he's a good kid. Um Paired with the right names, the right players, he might be even better. We don't know yet. But, you know, that that's one of the players that the Texas Stars have been missing. I can tell you that for a fact. They could probably use Ty DeLandria, who's up with the big boys too. Well, somewhat this season. Um, but here they are in Dallas, and they are... Uh, poised to help my Dallas Stars make a run for another deep playoff run. Um, They're two points out of a playoff spot against Nashville. To me, that is... It's kind of insane. Um, I'm not quite sure how I feel about it because there is quite the slate of games in front of the Dallas Stars. Columbus... Uh, Columbus. Yeah, Columbus. Columbus, Nashville... Oh, I just read that. Oops. My bad. Um... <laughs> oh, C- Carolina is what I was meaning. Carolina, Tampa Bay, Nashville, Florida, back in Tampa Bay, Chicago... They have to almost win out. They have to put Nashville out of their misery on May 1st. Uh, The two games... Oh, and the 29th. uh, The two games that I see being most difficult... Oh, boy, I messed that all up. The 29th, they play Tampa Bay. Tonight and tomorrow, they play Carolina. Okay, so they have to win those three. They have to beat Nashville on the first. Florida, I'm not sure. But then they have two games in three days against Tampa Bay. And Tampa Bay has made the Dallas Stars their lap dog, as has Chicago. So... If they're going to put Nashville out of their misery, they have to do it in the one game they have left against them, and they have to beat Carolina today and tomorrow. That's going to be brutal, and just thinking about it makes makes my spine shiver. I, I don't know if they can do it. I don't know if they have it in them to make it through Carolina Winners of two, much less, make it through Tampa Bay. The only one I know of that they might have a real shot at winning is Nashville. And I'd like to say that I'm really confident in their ability to make the playoffs, but I'm not. It it is rough to say. I believe in this team. I have ridden with this team through its darkest days in their history. But I don't think they can make it through with uh, everything they've got going. Tyler Sagan's going to be back in the coming weeks or days or whatever the case. But is it all too late? Um, You have Ben Bishop and Rajiloff out for the year, as we said, and as the media have said. There's just too many missing pieces. I would love for them to prove me wrong. I really would. But if they make the playoffs by the skin of their teeth, they may not have it in them to make it much further than the first round. Um, not even sure how the playoffs will work, to tell you the truth. I don't know if there will be a play-in for them. I don't think there will. Um, So the Stars have their work cut out for them, and it starts with uh, Carolina. Carolina has not been friendly to the Dallas Stars. They have won the vast majority, and they've slapped them around, even shutting out the Dallas Stars just recently. So you got to have all hands on deck out of the rest of the hands that are on deck, and you have to... Put your nose to the grindstone if you're suiting up for the Dallas Stars. Like, that, that's all there is to it. It's going to be ugly. It's going to be an interesting ride. And to be honest with you, I think it's going to be a little bit painful. Um, in a 56-game season, they should have heated up a long time ago, dare I say. Um, that's a lot of hockey. That's a lot of hockey. 56 games and whatever amount of days. That is a scrunched up schedule. Barely any time to relax. Barely any time to get a solid game plan, really, to tell you the truth. Um, and they've just been hit with some, shall I say, craziness. You know, injuries. They've had. Um, It's a good thing they didn't have any coaching changes this year. But what happens with that? If they don't make the playoffs, do they keep bonus? Or do they send him packing? Or do they keep him on as an assistant coach? Uh, Like I said about the Texas Stars and why I struggled with it, there's so many questions and very few answers. Do you buy out Tyler Sagan Um, come the offseason? I doubt it. That would be a stupid move um, because he's one of the best players. It would just throw off chemistry. You know, you're building, well, then again, would it though? Because you're building chemistry without players like Tyler Sagan right now because he's out. And Radulov, too. Uh, Rupe Hintz and, as I said previously, Jason Robertson are really showing out. Important, important, important stretch of games for the Dallas Stars. Uh, it's, you know, they say something to the effect of it's a marathon, not a sprint. Well, now it's a sprint. You know, they've got to fight for their playoff lives. They have to have somebody like Carolina or Nashville just kind of hit a roadblock. And I don't like that. I don't like that one bit. The last time the Stars had a chance to... Tie the Predators in points, they choked. Um, Not a good look. They have been, at the very least, I believe, something like five points out of that final playoff spot, which ain't bad. It ain't bad at all. But you have to stop Nashville, and you have to win more than three games in a row, and it's going to be tough. You got the defending Stanley Cup champions uh champions um in the final few games of the season. You've got um Chicago who hasn't been very friendly to the stars. And you know, I, I, I don't know. I, I really don't. I'm scared for him. Um but I believe. <laughs> this is a pep talk. Yes, it very much is. Um what do you say? What do you say other than that? It's going to be a very important game uh, stretch of games. It's going to be a rough stretch. But in the very end, you'll get to see what this team has in it to push and recover from adversity. They did it last year. They made it all the way to the Stanley Cup Finals, and they lost four games to two interesting 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 stretch of games um and they look like they have the easiest stretch if you can even say that of final games to make it into the playoffs and make some noise i hope so anyway um if if now's if, if any time is the time to dig in a little deeper and Find your uh, courage, shall we say. Now's the time to do it. They got to dig deep and just do it to it. Two games back-to-back against Carolina starts a very important stretch of games. I can't say that enough. I'm repeating myself, but it's true. Um, very, very, very important stretch of games. And it's going to be a fun ride. I hope you guys will watch. They'll be on Fox Sports, sorry, Bally Sports Southwest or Bally Sports Southwest Plus, probably. And with that, uh, we've come to the end of the show. Not much left to say. I think I've rambled enough. But I do enjoy talking Dallas Stars. I could probably have a whole show dedicated to Dallas Stars stuff. I'm proud of them. I love my team. They, they've they had a very rough season, and to be right in the thick of the playoffs, you know, they're just two points out right now. That's, that's very good. It's very, very good. Um, they could be a lot worse with the way the se- season's gone. I mean, they were, I think they're 3-12 and 12 right now in extra time, overtime, if you will, which includes shootout. That's nuts. And somehow they're still in it anyway, I've rambled on long enough. This is the Sportatorium. This is JJ. I'll see you guys on the next episode. This show was brought to you by the fine folks at Snowman Digital Media Podcast Network and WSMDB. Thank you guys for hosting the show. And thank you for allowing me to talk sports.